Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Holtzapp, and with me as always is my co-host, George Rogers. We have an action-packed show tonight. Not only are we reviewing Days of Thunder, we have a couple trailers to talk about that happened during the Super Bowl. Um, Why don't we we'll skip about- Days of Thunder and just talk about the trailers? Well, how about we keep Days of Thunder down to a like a like a like a, a brisk discussion discussion because nothing happens in this movie. A brisk ten minute <laughs> walkthrough. But we have we had some really good trailers and TV spots during the Super Bowl. That we got the flash. We actually got two flash trailers. We got a we got a trailer and a TV spot. Yep. Uh, another TV spot for Indiana Jones and the, the, probably the final trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, since that movie is only about 75 days away from release, 80 days away. I mean, my math might be off a little bit. Beginning of May. We're it's right around the corner. Uh, we'll talk about them at the end. Well, um, Dean, um, today is Valentine's Day. Yeah. So let me just start off by saying I, from the bottom of my heart, love that the Chiefs beat the shit out of the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, buddy. I was just about to bring that up. That's all. You know, what a beautiful sight. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sight. Beautiful. So I got to say one thing first off. My you know, my talk- energy drink on Monday tasted colder. <laughs> the, the the birds that I thought I heard mm-hmm. chirp a little louder. It's just a nice day. It was a beautiful day. Um, you know, from the bottom of my heart, you know, I want to say to to the, the city of Philadelphia, which I do overall like the city of Philadelphia. You know, I am a hardcore fan of two of the teams in Philly, Phillies and Flyers. Um, to the city of Philadelphia, to the Eagles organization, to the Eagles fans, fuck you. Because I hate most of you with a vehement passion. Uh, and the ones I hate, I really hope your dick stop barking. And I don't care how bad that sounds because you're a bunch of fucking cocks. And I relish in your misery of losing Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. You got one. You got one. But this one made up for it. This one made up it's, for it. It's funny because that last one was five years ago, and you don't have a whole lot of key players that you had in that last Super Bowl mm-hmm. and this Super Bowl. But what makes this one even better is the fact that this team from top to bottom was a much better team than that one that won five years ago. Better quarterback. In, in both terms, because Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. He really is. I, I take nothing away from him. He is, he's going to be a really good quarterback for a, a while in this league. Um, I don't know if it'll all be on the Eagles. Unless um, he turns into Carson Wentz. No, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. He was really good in college. Carson Wentz was, was decent in college. But Carson Wentz was always injured in high school and college. Jalen Hurts, is a, he's a beast. Uh, I'm very pissed off that he's an Eagle. Because he's, I think he's, he's the only reason they even had a shot to win this Super Bowl. If any other quarterback would have been on that team, they would have got blown out. Because Jalen Hurts literally was the whole sole reason that they scored 35 points in that Super Bowl. Because it wasn't the defense. He was responsible for four of the touchdowns. Yeah. One of them was passing, three of them he ran. Yeah. He's he's incredible. And and it hurts me to say that because he's an eagle. But he's, he's a great player. Um. But man, was it? I, I was on the edge of my seat because, as a neutral, okay, it was a great game. I can't even deny that it was a hell of a game. One of the one of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've seen in a long time, um, because you had, you know, and, and again, when I praise the Eagles, it pains me to say it, but you had a really good roster team. The Eagles had a, have a great roster. Great receivers, good running game, great quarterback, the best offensive line of football, um, and, and a, a decent defense. I, I've said it all year. I think their defense is overrated. George and I were talking about before we came on air, the, the five times that they actually played really good quarterbacks, they gave up either a lot of points or at least a lot of yards, um, you know, and they came up against the best quarterback in football, and he – made you look like fools the whole game and he barely even had the ball the eagles controlled the entire clock of the game he didn't even need that much he came in and he scored on every drive except for one in the second quarter second half because you guys are frauds this happens every year this is why i this is this 
the fans is what makes me hate the Eagles the most. And we're going to cut this short a little bit because we don't need to rant about the Eagles again. But it's the luck of the draw that the Eagles always have. They fluke their way, backdoor their way into the fucking playoffs every year because usually it's because they have, they play in a shitty division. Usually the NFC East is absolutely garbage. And they always backdoor their way in at nine and seven, obviously when it was a 16-game season, you know, or like 10 and six because they just beat up on the fucking Redskins and the Giants and they usually split the series with the Cowboys. So there's five wins right there. It's not hard to win five games outside of your division, especially when the NFC is not good right now. It's in a transitional phase. The, the power struggles back to the AFC. Like it usually like it has been for most of our lives, honestly. Um, and when they every time they come up against a really good team, they always fucking lose. And all season, I got to listen to fucking asshole twat fans, gargoyles, Neanderthals tell me how great their team is. And then they get embarrassed when they play a good team. That's exactly what happens. And the last thing I'm going to say about the Eagles is fuck Nick Sirianni. I hate that fucking dude more than any fan that I know. He is an arrogant, arrogant fucking twat. And I'm glad that fucking dude lost because crying like a fucking bitch during the national anthem dude i served this country for seven fucking years and i don't even cry like a bitch during the fucking national anthem you're a bitch dude there's fuck a, you i don't think there's a single song i've ever heard where i was like yeah i'm gonna you know this is emotional i'm gonna cry i don't oh, like i don't him. think i don't think there's a single fucking song uh you know maybe the batman 89 theme but you know maybe Water, the, waterloo by apple yeah i mean shit would you all, watch it, all, you all watch of apple gold you watch his fucking antics on the sideline and just how fucking arrogant he is. It's like, dude, good job because you just fucking lost the Super Bowl, asshole. You may never get back. How many coaches have lost Super Bowls and never even sniffed it again? How long did it take Andy Reid to get back to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like 13 years. Because what was when did they go and pay, when they lose the page? That was the 04. 04. That was the that was the 04 or 05 season. Mm-hmm. He did when did he when did he beat the uh Niners? That was was that 18, 19? I think, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So it took 13, 14 years until can yeah. they get back. Nick Sirianni ain't going to have a fucking career for 14 fucking years. I'll tell you that much. Because this team don't do that much good. Proof in point, how did this team look without fucking Jalen Hurts this year? They were pathetic. Pathetic. Lost lost to the – no, they lost to the fucking Redskins with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they lost to the Redskins with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, to Tyler so, Henneke. <laughs> yeah. So – yeah, sorry, sorry for the rant, everybody, but I relished in that fucking loss. I that that's up there in terms of the Bucks both Super Bowl wins was this loss because it just seems as the years go on, especially since these fucking Neanderthals got a Super Bowl ring, it just seems like they've gotten more assholeish and unbearable to deal with. And I'm so happy that they fucking lost to the best team in football to the best quarterback in football and probably like the second or third greatest coach of all time. I'll say Andy Reid's up there. He he's completely reinvented his career with Patrick Mahomes and, and he he's, he's up there for me. Yeah. He, uh, and he did, and he didn't do too bad when he had Alex Smith under center too. No. And, and you can't take anything away from what he did in Philly. I mean, the, the Eagles were kind of a joke franchise before he got here. He drafted a very good quarterback in Donovan McNabb who just, he was good, not great, you know, took him to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I've always liked Andy Reid. It's just this 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 gargoyle city didn't appreciate him, you know. And, well, I mean, what do you expect? So, fuck you. That's all I got to say. Any guess it ain't that easy to win two Super Bowls now, is it, Philly? Hey, my, I'm going to – My, hey. my team's got two. My team beat the Chiefs in the fucking Super Bowl. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to quote a better Tom Cruise movie real quick mm. than the one that we're going to cover. Uh, there's no points for second place, boys. Bravo. It's golf club Bravo. for those who can remember. Bravo. Actually, Bravo. just a, just a quick thing, okay? The Eagles have lost three Super Bowls in their in their history. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Raiders. Who the Bucks beat in the Super? I mean, granted, it was like you know, twenty-two years later. Yeah. Still, <laughs> that's not the same still, team, Dean. <laughs> still, yeah, they, the Bucks beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. The Eagles lost to Tom Brady, who then went to the Buccaneers and beat the Chiefs, who the Eagles just lost to. Yeah. So, hey, ain't easy being green.
It ain't easy being green. We were chanting Muppets, everybody. <clears throat> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Who wants to hear a funny-ass joke? Who wants to hear a funny-ass joke? So, but let's get to the main topic real quick. Yes, so speaking can, of jokes. So we, so we can talk, yeah, exactly. So we can talk about the trailers for the Super Bowl. Um, but Days of Thunder, uh, listen, uh, Chris, I know you've been, you've been getting, a, getting some jive left and right for, uh, you know, being a Niners fan recently, and uh, I've I, I defended your honor. However, I will not defend your honor because you're the only person I've ever met in my life that thinks Days of Thunder is better Top Gun. And I was just watching, I, I just finished this movie before we hopped on because I, I started it the other day and I, was, and I just remember saying to myself, this movie literally has no plot. Yeah, none. There is none. No, I, I don't know what I the point of this movie, movie is. I love this movie as a kid, but I'm watching it between last night and today and I was just like, I'm so lost. You know, like when, <laughs> I looked down and then they and then Tom Cruise was in the hospital. I said, wait a minute, what just happened? I literally completely like in a blink of the eye, I missed what, how he got in the hospital. And I was like, you know, what? Were, I, don't even, I don't even care enough to rewind. This. There were several times I was watching this movie and, you know, usually when I'm watching the movies we review, I put the phone down unless mm-hmm. I'm texting you to be like, I can't believe you made me watch this movie. I'm going to get you <laughs> back for this. But. I just had the phone down and I'm paying attention, but there are times where, you know, like you, I just kind of drift out. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? So yeah. I have to rewind mm-hmm. and go back and see what I'm like, oh, all right. I didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Like I was angry watching this movie. I was so pissed. You can ask Amy. I was like, I cannot believe I got to watch this fucking movie. Now it's <laughs> different when we saw this as kids, Yeah. which I've, I've also come to realize I've only fully watch this movie one other time in my life. Everything else yeah. has been clips or I was watching clips of old races from the nineties, thinking that it was days of thunder, <laughs> um, which is entire, which is entire possible. Like when we were kids in the nineties and we watched this movie, NASCAR was kind of at its apex. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, it, it that's where it had most of its popularity. Now I'm not, I'm not a NASCAR fan, which I'm sure disappoints Kevin because he says that I, since I like wrestling, it falls under the same category. I guess not really. I mean, I guess, and I know Dean, you're not, you are not the biggest NASCAR fan either. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, like, I, I liked it in the, when I was a kid um, yeah. again, like my, so my, you know, for most of my life, my mom used to work at Acker Raceway down in Acker, New Jersey. Um, so I grew up going, that's a quarter mile drag ship. It's not, you know, it's not a, like a NASCAR race or an Indy 500 race. It's, it's a dragster. So I liked drag racing. Um, so I kind of liked, you know, and I liked it. When I was a kid, I liked NASCAR and stuff like that. Um, I still like racing. I'm, I'm, I've been a, I follow a Formula One for like 20 years because uh, my grandfather used to watch it. You know, yeah, you're a big Al Unser fan. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but, but I'm not like diehard, but I, I do like Formula One. I think it's cool. I, um, but, um, you know, as a kid, I did, I, I did like NASCAR. I'm not gonna lie; I thought it was cool until I grew up and was like, "This dumb." <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, you know, like when we, when we were growing up uh, in the '90s, I mean, you, you had all like the biggest names in NASCAR, with, aside from Richard Petty. I was he was he was before, like he was before our time, but like everybody knows who Richard Petty is. That's yeah, yeah. you know. But like when we were growing up in the '90s, it was it was Dale Earnhardt, it was it was Rusty Wallace, mm-hmm. Jeff Mark Gordon Martin. jumped on the scene and didn't look like anybody else. Or other, mm-hmm. you know, girls thought he was good. I mean, I don't know too many of the other names. I think like the the Labani brothers, Terry, Bobby. That mm-hmm. might be as far as I really know with. It. I don't know too many other ones. But like, I mean, Earnhardt. Everybody knew who Earnhardt was. You know that number three, the, you know, the, the intimidator, I still see like the intimidator, Monte Carlo, like somewhere driving around in, in this area. It's insane. When I see, it. I'm like, I think that's the still thing, but like, these were all names that were huge and popular in the nineties. Like, like they were like rock stars in the nineties, <clears throat> but yeah, as time went on and our generation grew up, there are still some people who are age that do still watch, but for, for, for the most part, a lot of us don't even really bother with it anymore. I I would watch it with my grandfather because he watched it, but then once mm. he stopped, I I had no need to keep watching cars 
drive around in a circle. Mm. I mean, I can pull right out here on the Route 1 and have a much more exciting time in a car than watching it on TV. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. Totally agree. I mean, you know, you live right by Route 130, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Let's let's let's, let me read off these stats real fast that we can kind of continue. So I I will say this had a great cast. Like, I I couldn't believe when I was when it came on. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how good of a cast this actually is. So Days of Thunder, Days of Blunder. Days of uh, yeah. Uh, released June 27th, 1990, on a budget of $60 million. $60 million. How did Top Gun cost less? They had jets in it. Yeah, they this used been, planes. <clears throat> this must have been for the cast. Um, pretty profitable, $157.9 million. It, 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 that blows my mind. I don't I don't think it made that much. Well, Somebody I mean, this number. Top Gun, Top Gun made twice as much. So, um. And the reason why I keep bringing up Top Gun is because these are literally the same movies, except for Top Gun's better. I don't think Top, Top Gun has a plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and we talked, we would read Top Gun, and I said I, I think Top Gun is kind of not that good of a movie, even though I enjoy it. Um, but directed by the late Tony Scott, screenplay by Robert Town, produced by Don Simpson, Jerry Brockhammer, of course it is. Um, music by yeah, all Hans- three of them were involved in Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. uh, music by Hans Zimmer, who. He, I think he has ties to Harold Faltermeyer because, well, this score sounded almost like Top Gun's score. Might as well, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would assume that these guys were friends. And then, obviously, Hans Zimmer did the score for Top Gun Maverick. So, um, here we go. Starring Tom Cruise, uh, Robert Duvall, uh, Randy Quaid, Nicole Kimmon, Michael Rooker. I completely forgot John C. Riley was in this. And Carrie Ells. I saw him in the cast. I saw like I was reading the cast and something. I'm like, Terry Elwes is in this movie? Yeah, completely, completely forgot that he was in this. Fred Thompson playing the same character he plays in every movie. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he played the same character in Die Hard too. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, that's like, that's pretty much the actors. You know, Richard Petty, Rusty Wallace, you know, Bond and Harry Grant. uh, They, you know, they're all, they all have cameos in the movie. Um, So, yeah, I guess take it away. There's nothing to take away, Dean. There's there's literally <laughs> nothing to take away. You know, I've started doing this thing where instead of reading the plot, I just kind of break down plot details. But there's, there's no, plot. no plot to break down. I don't yeah. understand the like it. I watched it, and I don't know what happened in the movie. I just want to say, that like, everybody like, has, like I, I know what happened in the movie, but it doesn't seem as like. Robert Duvall is now a farmer. He used to be a crew chief. The guy he uh, he was chief for died in accident. Apparently, there was an investigation. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Um, and then he's just trying to bring him out. It's like, oh, I get your driver. It's like, who's the driver? Oh, I mean, it's a fucking top secret or some shit. Yeah. Like he's been like he's been locked in a cryogenic freezer, and he was from the fifties, and now they're going to unfall him. But it's all hush hush, and they can't tell nobody. Like get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And then like you know we. We're also introduced to, to, to Michael Rooker's character, who is the experienced NASCAR driver, which by, he was like 35 when he did this movie, mm-hmm. which blows my mind because he, he has kind of always looked 35 mm-hmm. or older as time has gone on. And then, you know, and then Tom Cruise, you know, his, his Cole Trickle, which I guess his name was supposed to be uh, an homage to Dick Trickle which my mom has gone on to say is the worst name in the history of names. Like his mother must have hated him. And I get it. Not fucking name trickle. You don't dumb, but Cole trickle, which I thought his name was Colt trickle. No, it's I'm Cole. like, Oh, it's Cole. That's, that's dumber. And, you know, he makes his, this grand entrance on his motorcycle because of course, through smoke for some reason on the, fucking racetrack that the car has stopped on mm-hmm. you know and this comes in and he's like oh i've never raced a car before you know like i i, I want to win in the indy 500 because he's like an open tire racer i don't fucking care anymore and like yeah i lost interest in this movie almost and then it just turned out he's <laughs> you know, he, he races and he's losing a lot and then he wins a race 
And then there's a big accident where he hits Michael Rooker's character uh, and they end up in the hospital. Tom Cruise loses his sight momentarily, probably because he saw what movie he was in and decided to make himself go blind. Um, And then Michael Rooker's character gets like brain damage. He'll never race again. So Mm -hmm. while Tom Cruise's character is recuperating, Carrie Elwes in that great Southern accent shows up, which is weird because it just shows how talented this man of an actor that he is because British, but pulls off a Southern accent better than people from the South Mm -hmm. Um, to take over. And he's going to race in Cole's place. And then when Cole comes back, all this rivalry, apparently he's the main antagonist of the movie that I don't even give a shit because this movie doesn't have, I guess. There's yeah, no man they, antagonist in this movie. There was they they were so they were so pissed off at each other. They had to race each other in wheelchairs. That and then was they, the and oh then, my fucking and then god. They had to race rental cars around. One of them was a Ford Tempo, and I think the other one was a fucking LeBaron. Ford. It was a Ford Taurus. How do you race these cars? They're, they they top out at like seventy. Dude. And where are you racing them at? Dean, got a better question for you. When yeah. it, in that scene, okay, when they're when they're fucking lined up and they're getting ready to race, and you know, the, the smoke comes out, why the fuck does smoke come out of the back tires of the Taurus? That is a front wheel drive car. <laughs> I fucking have no idea. <laughs> this movie sucks. How did I like this as a kid? I don't understand this. I don't. I don't even understand. Listen, it's I so I fucking weird, man. I don't want to cut this review short and get to the trailers, but what the fuck else do we really have to talk about? Listen, I'm gonna. Sorry, Chris. I, I got to be more of a. It's gonna be more of a news episode. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's just a, a, a bad movie mm-hmm. that somehow for, made money. Except for it doesn't get a zero for me. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna give it. I, I don't want to give it a zero. Only yeah, one movie good. gets a zero. We haven't done it yet. We haven't done it yet. Um, but I mean, what we did last week, and we, we we did over the top last week. Oh yeah, which was more enjoyable than watching this. At least over the top, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen, but it's awful. This is just bad. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous and bad. This movie is bad until the final race. That was pretty good. And and spoiler, that's actually my favorite part of the movie. I did enjoy that final race. So, like, they get... There's these races that they do. Bristol, Dover, and Rockingham. And those are the fucking races that Cole and Rowdy Burns... Rowdy. His name is fucking Rowdy. Not, like, Roddy. Rowdy. His Ooh. mother named him Rowdy. It's not even a nickname. That's just what they fucking call him. And, you know, they fucking, oh, like the final race, like the big final race is uh, Daytona, the Daytona 500. That's the first race of the NASCAR season. That That's like saying uh, the, the, the big game is week one. <laughs> that's like playing the Super Bowl at week one and then playing the rest of the games just for the hell of it. That's like saying like the World Series is over in one game and the other six games are like, ah, well, well, who cares? Like, like oh, like the, the Daytona 500, like Dover is after Daytona. <laughs> I looked up, I mean, the, the, the Daytona race is the second race this year because they did that stupid clash at the Coliseum in, in, in LA. Mm-hmm. But, oh, good Lord. It's, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some fucking... So some fucking NASCAR junkies gonna come up on here and be like, "Oh, dude, you talk about the Daytona Berber Winston Cup." And I, 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 I don't even care. There, I just ah. Hey, breaking news, everybody! George's brain melted. Hey, yeah, Jennifer Lopez got a tattoo. Is a Batman tattoo? It's the Infinity symbol. With a J and a B in it. Fuck you, Chris. Told you it didn't work out. <laughs> Queen. Queen. Um, Queen all right. Jet. So you're, so you're, I'm getting right to the fucking end. I, I don't yeah, care. I People who tuned in, they're like, oh, I want to hear them review Days of Thunder. Uh, it's bad. There's That's nothing, bad. To, there's nothing to review. A lot of race car shit goes on. And it's not even like I didn't pay attention to the movie because I could have just done that and not watched it. But 
I tried to follow this movie. I did. I, it too. Gave, it an, <laughs> I gave it an honest try. What, what's your grade? Uh, it's a two. I'm giving, it a, I'm giving it a two because uh, I really like Robert Duvall. Mm. Um, I, I think he's, I mean, he, this is basically the same character he was in anything in the 90s. Yeah. Especially Gone in 60 Seconds, <clears throat> which much better movie than this. Mm. And Tom did try his best in acting. Like, so they, like, like Tom started getting some chops around this time. Yeah. But the rest of the, the movie is just not good. But like my, my favorite scene is actually not the final race because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is actually when Tom Cruise's character and Robert Duvall's character, Cole Trickle and Harry Hogg, when they're discussing what happened to the other driver, the, the one that died where Harry didn't want Cole to race because the same thing happened to his previous driver, but he covered it up because he let him race knowing that he had a brain injury. Mm. And that was what caused the accident to happen. Like mm. that was a really good back and forth. And it was a great performance by Robert Duvall, who was just kind of evading the question until he finally like said what it was mm. like, it, it, that was just a good acting part on its own, but it's, the best acting part of the movie. Mm. Runner-up, however, goes to Rowdy Burns' wife for when she meets Cole Trickle and Nicole Kimmon for the first time, and she looks right at Cole Trickle and says, Hi, Tom. <laughs> oh, man classic now my captions tried to pull a quick try try to pull a fast one the captions put up high coal and i'm like that is not what you said that's not, <laughs> not what you said now i and, and i like carolyn williams because she mm. she played stretch in texas chainsaw massacre 2 and she's uh, apparently just like a drop that's yeah i mean uh, apparently she's just a sweetheart from for, mm. for, from anyone who's met her she does convention all the time she's going to be at nj harkon in in march mm. um so, I mean, I wouldn't mind meeting her, but I'm not going to have her sign anything from fucking Days of Thunder. Not a thing. Uh, my least favorite part of this movie is the movie itself. Bad mm. from fucking start to finish. Uh, uh, yeah, although, I, if I I'm picking a scene, it's probably the dramatic entrance that Cole Trickle needed to, to enter the fucking movie. Uh, I highly dislike the wheelchair chair race. That was just dumb. Yeah, so like how the hospital uh, staff were just like, oh, uh, yeah, right. this is a, this is this is a normal Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So. What, what what if they hit like some mother coming out of the maternity ward holding her baby for the first time? Stupid. But anyway, that's Days of Thunder, everybody. I don't really want to take a break uh, to talk about some trailers. Let's we have four two, minutes. Two. We might need to because you know how it is with the the with that flash trailer. We're probably gonna. All right, we'll be right back. We're, we're probably gonna gush. Everybody, we're back. Uh, took a break, obviously. Now, now that the shit is gone. Yeah. Let's get back to bashing the Eagles. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, much anticipated uh, two trailers, at least, and, and a TV spot for Indy. Um, we got the Flash trailer. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end, because that was like the big, 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 big trailer, you know, and it was it was really good. Uh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy three, as we said earlier, um, and then of course the TV spot for Indiana Jones. George, what did you think of the TV spot for Indiana Jones? It was pure indie. Yeah, um, I, I said it on my social media pages that as long as Indy doesn't die in this movie, I'm gonna love the film because I, I I I liked Crystal Skull, and of course I love the first three movies, and I just I do have this fear because of the trend that we've seen that they're gonna kill them off. And that'll just that'll ruin it for me. Just like just like Bond dying in No Time to Die ruined a great a great movie. Um, so <clears throat> as long as he doesn't die, I, I know I'm gonna like it. It's just gonna be a classic indie adventure. I mean, I'm not upset about time travel because this is a movie franchise that deals with a magical chest that melts your face, rocks that give you the power to you know control people and rip people's hearts out. A cup that grants you eternal life and a glass metallic skull from an alien in the interdimensional beings. So, my God, your time travel doesn't really bug me. So, 
Um, I thought but we don't good. know that it's time travel. It could be flashbacks. Uh, no, I think those are flashbacks, the young Indiana Jones. But I do think this movie, I don't think there's going to be time travel in the movie, but I think the premise of the movie is going to be time travel. Um, I think that's the whole uh, MacGuffin. I don't want to say MacGuffin. I hate that term. Um, but like, do you think artifact- it's the dial of destiny? Well, yeah, but I think the dial of destiny is they think it maybe can um, do time travel. You know, I, mean, I haven't, re- I've steered away from a lot of rumors for this movie because um, <clears throat> I kind of want to be like surprised. I also can't find anything at all. Of course, I'm trying to find out if he dies because I want to prepare myself. You know what I mean? Like with Bond. I mean, I was, we all know, I knew that was going to happen. That wasn't leaks. That was just like, yeah, there's every, all signs point to dead. Like, so, yeah. Um, I mean, it, like, like to me, you know, it's just, it, it's Indiana Jones asking mm-hmm. if people are Nazis and punching yeah. them. I yep. mean, what, what, what more could I possibly need from an Indiana Jones movie? Yeah. Every time I hear that theme, I just go, oh, there it is. Like, I'm just, so, fingers crossed he lives. That's all I, that's all I care about. That's all I care about. Just, just don't kill him. Don't erase him. Yeah, don't don't leave him in the Middle Ages. Just you know, let him ride off into the sunset like he was supposed to do at the end of the Last Crusade. Even though I like Crystal Skull, give him that riding on. Not yeah, obviously not literally, but you know, give him that a good send off in the retirement. You know, I'm too old for this shit, Indiana Jones. You know, um, so moving on, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, first things first. Uh, listen, I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship going on with James Gunn. Um, you know, not to get, I'm not going to get deep into the DC talk uh, about that. Um, there's no reason to keep harping on that stuff. Um, you know, not really enthralled by what he announced, but some stuff could be good. We'll see what I decide. However, I love the Guardians. Um, and I just want to say thank you for including one of my all-time favorite songs in the trailer. Since you've been oh, gone, I, I, I marked out for that to use a wrestling term. I heard that and, open and, chord, and I was just like, yeah. "Why? Since you've been gone, you're yeah. kidding me!" And since you've been gone by Rainbow, for those of you who want to, uh, yeah, actually try. Not since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson. Clearly, that's yeah. not what we're going for. No, but I mean, God, it played. No. I'm just. Like, I'm talking about Rainbow. I'm talking about Cozy Powell. I'm talking about Richard Blackmore. I'm talking about Graham Bonnet. I'm talking about uh, Roger Glover. I'm talking about God. Who was it? Was it John Lord with the keyboard player, or was he still in? No, John Lord was still in Deep Purple. God, who was the keyboard player? I'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Oh, you're just and gonna it, look it up now yeah, and not talk. I'm, I'm looking it up now. Oh. So, so go ahead and talk, talk, talk to us. Yeah, I mean, we we got this great trailer. I mean, it's it's a Guardians trailer, so you know we got and they're it's. I mean, it's not really. I mean, obviously, it looks like it looks like we're gonna be dealing with the High Evolutionary. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with Adam Warlock, so a lot of cosmic entities who Don Airy. Okay. Thanks. Who is the who is the current keyboardist of Deep Purple? He replaced John Lord. Yeah, um, yeah, we're getting a lot of cosmic characters that that fans have been hoping for. We've been hoping for Adam Warlock for a long oh time. Oh my god, yeah. We I'm thought we were gonna get Adam Warlock before the Infinity War because he I, plays I such still, a big part. I still think we were supposed to. I I believe the rumor that Guardians Three was supposed to come out, um, like between Endgame and. Infinity War. That was the rumor that that was supposed to take place between those movies, um, <clears throat> but obviously Gun got fired because I'm almost positive there wasn't supposed to be a six year gap in the you know Guardians two and three. No. I can almost guarantee if if James Gunn had not been fired for you know those. I mean they're they are disgusting tweets. I mean you know George and I have dark senses of humor. We don't talk about fondling little kids or vice versa, um, but. You know, not to get into that, I, I, whatever. Um, but I, I doubt if he hadn't gotten fired, this movie would not have taken six years to come out. It's just, yeah. I don't, I don't say it. Um, I, I think that, <clears throat> I mean, part of the reason was the fact that he got fired and Warner Brothers snatched him up right away to give us a mid tiered Suicide Squad movie. 
Um, so that, I mean, and then he got rehired. So like that did take some of the time away. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm curious to know how much of this movie actually changed because of the time gap. Um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm just curious to see what would have changed. Um, you know, maybe because I'm trying to remember when Gunn got fired. I think it was shortly after Guardians too. Eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I thought the trailer was really good. I think this movie looks incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody knows that George and I are big fans of the first Guardians and the second Guardians movie, which is funny. I prefer the first Guardians. George prefers the second Guardians. But we both love the other movie. You know, we just we, that's our preferences. Um, I really liked the holiday special. Um, so. I, I do. I think this looks incredible. And, and I'm going to say the same thing I said about Indiana Jones. Just please don't kill off Star-Lord. You can kill off anybody else on the team. I mean, I like Rocket a lot, but you can kill him off. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, pretty sure like maybe, I'm pretty sure Drax and maybe Rocket dies. I, like I said to you, I texted you and Chris last week. I said, I think I know what's going to happen. I think I think Gamora is going to fall back in love with Peter Quill by the end of the movie. And I think Rocky, I think they're gonna they're gonna ride off into the sunset, but kind of always be like, oh, if you need me, give me a call. And I think Rocket's gonna become the leader of the Guardians, like he does in the comics. Um, they become the Annihilators. So, um, and I think Drax is gonna die. Which, listen, I love Dave Batista. I think Dave Batista is a, a pretty good actor, um, but I'm kind of over Drax as a character. And I think, and he obviously is too. He's openly stated he does not want to play the character anymore. So just kill him off. It really does nothing for me. I'm not going to be sad if he dies um, because I haven't liked Drax since the first Guardians movie. I I don't love him in the first Guardians movie anyway. I don't think he is anything remotely like his comic book character. Um, and he's not a bad character but like that's not the character i'm going to be like heartbroken over if they if he dies i would be heartbroken if they killed off starler because i think that is a that's the, one of the dumbest things you could ever do is to kill off star lord um because unlike most people in the mcu chris pratt's movies outside the mcu make money uh the Jurassic World trilogy, for good, bad, and worse, they all three of those movies were a billion dollars, and he is the lead in those films. So, I mean, for for, for what it's worth, the Mario Brothers movie is going to make bank. There's no way uh, that fails. There's no way it fails to the box office. It's totally expected to make a ton of money too. So, yeah. um, you know, sorry. I mean, what the fuck has Bradley Cooper done in like the last? 10 years. I mean, and Chris Pratt <laughs> was also the lead voice in the Lego movie. Oh, yeah, he was. I forgot about yeah, that. So. so, so I think that would be stupid to let hit to kill off Star Lord. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because Star Lord's a big character in the comics, too. They're always, they're, he's always the leader of the Guardians. Always. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's okay to like let him ride off in the sunset with Gamora because you know he's probably going to come back for Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty, um, you know, and probably Guardians 4. Because they're going to make one. It's not going to be directed by James Gunn, um, but they're, they're going to make a Guardians 4. You know they are. They're not going to just let that franchise lie. They'll just get somebody who can make it in... Uh, I would actually like to see a little bit more of a serious Guardians movie, especially if they would change the name to the Annihilators. I don't think they would, but... Um, but, you know, I think it looks great. I, I, think it, I think it looks really great. I have a theory. I heard about this I heard about this theory and I buy into it a lot. Um, the the high evolutionary's base of operations looks like an, a sphincter. I'll buy it. And, and I think it is. <laughs> I totally think it is. After seeing it, I go, you know what? This guy's all in the body mutilation. What if this is like the cornhole of a celestial? <laughs> it's, it's like the opposite of nowhere. He lives in somebody's ass. <laughs> yeah, except it's called somewhere. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, definitely seen that opening night, hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, opening night. Oh, yeah. Um, can't wait for that. Um, listen, whatever your thoughts on James Gunn is, uh, he very well could stick the landing. I mean, if the trailer, if the movie lives up to the trailer, this one and the previous one, uh, he's gonna he's gonna join an elite company of guys who 
successfully made a compound trilogy. Um, at least to me, I know a lot of people out there don't like the second Guardians movie. George and I, I feel like I feel like I feel like we're in the minority with that. I know it's got like good Rotten Tomato scores and good reviews in general, but I talked to a, a lot of people telling me they don't like the second Guardians movie. Um, so, and listen, the MCU is a, I don't want to say it's on shaky ground because it's still a financially viable, I mean, you know, $800 million in the box office is nothing to trifle with. Um, and, you know, Thor Love and Thunder made well over $700 million and, 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 multiverse of madness almost made a billion so <clears throat> you know i just think they're kind of back to where they were before you know endgame and infinity war but i do think this movie is going to kind of steady the ship george would you agree i would agree to that yeah because i mean uh, ant-man and quantum ant-man quantum media is kind of being eviscerated by critics again i don't care what critics say but um i don't really care what other fans say either but um, you know, that's, that would be like, this, this could be the second movie talking about Ant-Man in the MCU with a negative, you know, with a Rotten Tomato score, which is kind of crazy to think about it because there are some really bland movies in the MCU that have fresh scores. And yeah. again, I, I don't care about, I don't care about tomato scores, but it's kind of interesting to see. So, but I do think, I do think Guardians 3 could, is going to steady the ship. Um, I, and I think it could push a billion dollars i don't know if it'll make a billion but i think it could make at least as much as guardians 2 which was i think was like 830 about 830 million it was around there i think something like that so let's move on to i would say the coup de gras the 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 big one everybody was kind of waiting for this you know this movie is this is like a movie that has been would be 2013 so i'm sorry 2023 so we've been waiting i mean this incarnation of the flash with ezra miller we were waiting for this movie for when was this supposed to originally come out this was supposed to come out 2018 uh originally um this was supposed to be that slate that came out between justice league one and two um and it just got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and here we are five years later finally getting it after you know that's my dryer if you heard it um massive amounts of fucking rewrites and reshoots. Everybody knows that there's that the, the behind the scenes stuff that went on with this. If you've ever listened to us or you know the defunct the big energy or anybody who knows anything about what happened behind the scenes with this movie, there is the reshoots after reshoots after reshoots with it. But I think the core story has always stayed the same. And this trailer was pretty good. Great. Pretty great. George, would you agree with that? Uh, hands hands down. Yeah, I, hands my, all the way my down. My only complaint with it is I do think the CGI looks incredibly awful. So I'm hoping that it's just because I mean we're still was that July June or July like June, so we're still like four months away. Hopefully they can get it they can clean it up a little bit more. Um, it was great seeing Keaton back in the suit. Um, you know you know we love Batman '89 and we love Keaton, um, and it was great seeing Affleck just just playing that character one more time because i think they cut his role from aquaman so um it'd be great to see you know because i'm pretty sure they're not going to continue with affleck i'm sorry with keaton so it'd be good to see him like one final time um and how cool is that back game though it's it's everything you expect yeah his back cave to still look like i hope there's a giant penny in there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a T-Rex um, but the main question I wanted to ask you and we'll talk about some other stuff in the trailer in a minute that hall of armor that hall of armor George come on man we talked and that, about and that, that was in the TV we, spot that wasn't even in yeah, the, that, that wasn't even in the full trailer we talked about that like two years ago I we both said how cool it would be to see like a hall of armor in this movie where you had like some prototypes, the return suit, the 89 suit. And then me, I, I remember, I remember saying on air, it'd be really cool to have like a throwback to like the, the blue and gray with the classic emblem, just as like a, like a through the years. Like that was like his first suit or something like that. And it, we're fucking getting it. We're fucking getting it. And that's so fucking cool that they're doing that. And, and Muschietti understands the, assi- uh, understands the assignment. 
Yeah, and um, I'm excited for it. All right, we, look, we know it's probably a road to nowhere. I, I, unless this movie is like buku successful, which I don't know if it's going to be. Um, I think a lot of people out there are kind of like, what's the point? I think a lot of people just burned by DC. I hope well, it's successful, though. Because there's also just- a lot of people who were... Um- like there was one guy in particular on, on Facebook who's like, "Oh, I'm not going to see this and support a wife beater." It's like, "All, all right, yes, you will." Who's the wife or, beater? Or, 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 or now a, a, a woman abuser and and Ezra Miller. Oh yeah, I, there's, there's yeah. Just a but lot this of same but this same guy, I went, I looked on his Facebook, <sighs> and he's one of those guys who listens like fucking Doomsday Radio. So I'm oh, pretty sure him. his attitude on woman abusers is actually a little more lax than he puts on, <laughs> um, considering <laughs> people he supports. There's just a lot of controversy around the movie, but it looks great. It I mean, listen, good. we we, we I, got I, a trailer and a TV spot, and I and- think be, be, based off of Keaton alone and how everyone is swooning over it, that's Ooh. that's going to be the selling point. I that mean, clear, yeah, clearly, I like absolutely. When, you know, when, when when they're sitting there and he's talking and, and, and Barry's talking about, you know, oh, I messed up the universe. It's like, well, of course you did, Barry. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he's sitting there talking. He's like, you know, I created a world with no metahumans. And then you just hear that voice. You want some help? And then, you know, and, and then, <laughs> I and then he, to go, you want to get nuts? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, you know, and, and Barry flicks the switch to Batcave and it lights up. And you just see the back of the cow come through. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you're it's like, oh my God, you're. And then he's like, yeah, I'm Batman. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, that's, and then, that's the berry from because the berry that drops the coffee cup is the berry from that earth. Yeah. So, and then when he, you know, and then it shows like that little, you know, him swooping down, taking out some guys, and that fucking theme kicks in. Mm-hmm. That's his theme. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I know we both have kind of gone back on the fact that we didn't like its usage in, in, in Justice League, but mm-hmm. this is Keaton's theme. Yes. That's, that's his. That's, that's his. That's theme. how I look at it. I look at it as Keaton's theme. I know they used it for the animated series too, but when I see that, when I hear that theme, I think of Michael Keaton. I don't yeah. think of the animated series. I don't think of, you know, Christian Bale. He didn't use it. I'm saying I don't think of Batman. I think of Michael Keaton's Batman with that yeah. theme, and that's what it should have been. That's what I. That's what I didn't like. I, I hated that about Justice League. It's just like no, that's Keaton's theme. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm obviously the animated series, but like yeah. that's it started with Keaton. That's where it birthed that was Keaton, and it should be that should be Keaton's theme. So, um, but it was just like the like, was like the, to see him in the suit and then hear mm-hmm. that theme again. It was like I I, I could have just cried right there looking at it. Yeah, um, I love the fact that they're giving the Flash's ring. Oh um, man, that I mean yeah, that that was cool. I will say the suit with the CGI enhancements looks okay. Um, I mean, because without it, it looks like a red ball sack. Um, but I, I think it'd be, I think it's kind of cool that they get the two berries. Listen, I'm all for more Michael Shannon Zod. I think oh, Michael yeah. Shannon Zod is one of the greatest comic book villains in the history of the genre. Like, spoiler, we got a, um, we got a top 10 coming up in a few months of uh, top 10 movie villains. And spoiler, he's in my top 10. Uh, I mean, it's probably not hard to guess my top ten, but he and this is just movie villains. It's not comic book villains. Yeah, it's it's, it's across the board. Um, but he he is one of my all time favorite, not just comic book movie villains, but movie villains in general. I love the character of Zod too. Um, so it's it, it'd be cool to um, like, uh, but I'm curious if it's the same Zod, like instead of like a like like we're obviously in a different multiverse, we're in a different Earth. This, this is. I, I, they haven't designated which Earth it is yet, so um, I'm going to call it Earth 89. I, it could be. I mean, I don't. I mean, D- DC's continuity, along with the comics and the movies and shows, is is just so splintered. We don't know what's what anymore. Um, but it, it might be a different version of Zod, which I think it is. Um, but it's similar to the one in Man of Steel. You know what I mean? This like, is the one with the flipper hands that Michael Shannon was talking about. <laughs> um, but I listen. I think. I think. Um, I think uh, Sasha Kaye as as Supergirl. I think she looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame that they're not going to use her going forward because I think somebody asked James Gunn on Twitter and he said no, it's going to be a new actress. Um, so that's a shame. That's a shame for her. Um, like this could have been her big break, and I'm hopefully, you know, she she looks good in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from from what I, I so I watched Grace Randolph's uh, breakdown of this, um, and she said that she is playing Cara Zor-El, but she's not Supergirl. She's a gender bent version of the Superman character from Flashpoint, but she's Cara Zor-El. I, she said she said she's her. They actually don't re- reference her as like Supergirl, Superwoman, or anything like that. She's just Cara in the movie. Um, so I'm fine with that. I mean, it's. I don't. I thought her look was her. Her look is based off of the Injustice, Supergirl. She's based off of. uh, So in the comic, uh, um, Laura Laura Lane Kent was a vision that Clark had. I think it was after he killed Lois, which is what spawned the whole Injustice thing. Was Mm -hmm. Lois dying, or the Joker killed Lois? Joker killed Lois, Lois, and then. Batman killed uh, Superman killed the Joker. Um, I think he had a vision. I can't remember. It's I haven't played the games in a in the first. I only played the first game, and I haven't read the the comic book story since it came out. So it's been a while. But it was Lana Lane, Lana Lang Kent. She's not a real person. She was like in a dream, and that like Clark had this dream or this vision of his daughter looking like that. So and I mean I think she looks good. Um, but she's playing cars or L, so which is Supergirl. Um, and you know, I'm fine with it, whatever. I'm I'm past the days of being it's got to be 100% comic book accurate, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just here for the ride for a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm going to support this movie because it's probably the last time you're going to see. I've heard Gal Gadot's in it, um, so it's probably the last time you're going to see her. I, mean, I, think, I, I, I think we're going to get just some um, from what I've heard is that we'll get some some flashes of mm-hmm. uh, like some pad like a Linda Carter, Wonder Woman or Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. Superman, just him kind of going through. I've heard we're going to get some teases like that, just kind of some old looks, which mm-hmm. I mean, is good. I mean, it'll kind of it's always good to see those. But yeah, I um I'm just going to take it as a as like a farewell to what we had. Um you know, because I, I don't think I would be shocked if they kept Affleck around as like the DCU Batman. Um, I'd be shocked. Um, I mean, I'm here for it if he does. I mean, that'd be a good way to keep me around. But um, but it, it looks great. Um, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Again, I'm all for it. That'd be like uh That'd be like uh, that's that's Michael Shannon Zod for me is like when Vader showed up at the end of Rogue One. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. <laughs> like, like I can't go wrong with this. So, um, super excited for that. We're gonna review it this year. Um, so, really excited for that too. George, have anything else to add? Any I've other got final no, thoughts on the trailers. I've, I've, I have nothing to add. Uh, I'm excited for this year of movies mm-hmm. uh, that's coming out. Yeah, um, so you know, Gu- Guardians three, The Flash, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, Cocaine yeah. Bear, which comes out in two weeks. <laughs> um, actually, comes out ten days from today. I am hmm. beyond excited for this movie. And we're somebody all, we're asked, also uh, seeing Ant Man this weekend. Well, we're seeing it separately. But. Yeah, yes. So somebody asked the director if she would make a cocaine shark movie, and she's like, "Well, why not?" Isn't so, Catherine Heigl the director? No, it's uh, Elizabeth Banks. That's I'm sorry, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Which I which I mean, if they're gonna make like a cocaine shark movie, is this gonna start the 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 cocaine animal universe where they off the band <laughs> where they all have to band together to to fight a hyena who's high on heroin? <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> this is the kind of high ground entertainment I'm looking for in 2023. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here. A lot, for hell it. A lot better than days. So. Of so, look, so my final question to you will be is, um, what is your most anticipated movie for this year? Uh, it was Cocaine Bear until I saw the trailer for The Flash, and now it's The Flash. Um, it's kind of tough for me because I'm really excited for Guardians 3 because I, I, you know, I, I love those characters, but Flash is up there too. And I didn't think I would be super excited for the Flash because, again, I'm very burnt out on DC content outside of the comics. I'm very kind of anti, not anti DC, but I'm kind of just like, you know, I don't really care. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a few movies coming out. I mean, there's a few movies coming out in the next couple months. 
mm-hmm. that I'm going to want to see. Uh, obviously, Cocaine Bear in, <laughs> in, in two weeks. Uh, two weeks after that is Scream 6. Uh, oh, yeah. Ghostface takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think a month after that, Renfield comes out where Nicholas oh, Cage yeah, yeah, plays yeah, yeah. fucking Count Dracula. Yeah. So, like, there's just, I mean, and Shazam is in there too, but I'll wait till that comes on HBO. Yeah. Max. I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's a good crop of movies coming out that aren't comic book movies I'm actually looking forward to. And it's been yeah. a long time since I've actually been able to be excited for seeing movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was great last year when we got to see Top Gun, know, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. We got to see uh, the immeasurable weight of talent, like the, like the Nicholas Cage movie where he plays himself, which is a hell of a lot better than we all expected it was going to be. Yeah, you know, just him and Pedro Pascal alone that could have just been two hours. I was happy, but there's I mean there's a now that the MCU has kind of I don't want to say winded down, but but they're not pumping out five movies a year. You know, they they take it a bit. They take they take it a step back. Yeah, so, um, like it, it kind of is going to pave the way for some other movies to come out that people can appreciate without being like, oh, it's, you know, it's another comic book movie. I'm going to say it. Like, there's some movies coming out. You know, it's COVID's kind of a. I mean, now people just kind of treat it like the flu or like a cold. So yeah. like theaters are I mean, back open again. I mean, like, listen, go support it, these movies. It, it still exists. I'm not trying to diminish COVID. I mean, you know, my parents just had it over the holidays. Uh, you know, Amy and her, and, and her mom uh, just had it over the holidays. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend had it back in September, I think it was. So, like, COVID's still a thing. But it's kind of like just the flu, a cold now. You know what I mean? It's It's got to live with it. It's, 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 it's here. It's lost its luster. The people aren't cheering for it anymore. You know, <laughs> they're not booing it. It's just yeah. there. It's got X Pac heat. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Ronda Rousey heat. So, oh, but I, but. I think for me, I, I still think Guardians Three is my most anticipated movie for this year. I think it, it, it it's the Flash in that. I'm really excited for both of those movies. Now, it's got to be indie though, but I'm just worried that indie's going to die. That's what kind of makes me hesitant about it. I think if Indy was going to die, Harrison Ford wouldn't do it. He fucking killed off Indian Harrison Han Solo. Yeah, but he also didn't want to play Han Solo anymore. He didn't want to play Han Solo after the second time he played Han Solo. That's that's true. He's like, just keep me frozen, Carbonite. I don't care. Fuck you. I don't know. He might have been. He might have been like, I don't want you recasting me. Kill me off with Indiana Jones. I mean, he. He treats Indiana Jones with a, a different type of reverence. That's like he like he loves the character, and I don't think Spielberg would agree to it if they were going to kill him off. We'll see. Who knows? But hey, let's wrap this up, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we talked more about this stuff than we did Days of Thunder because that movie sucks. <laughs> um, so don't watch Days of Thunder. Nobody yeah, watched Days of Thunder. Don't bother. Next week um, will either be Men at Work or Saving Silverman. We haven't decided which one yet. I guess probably depends on um, on you, I guess, whenever we're going to meet up. Is Men at Work streaming on anything? It's on Pluto. Okay. Then we'll do Men at Work this, next, this weekend. And then next week we'll do Saving Silverman because I'll come okay. over. Good. Because I actually like watching Men at Work. So, okay. I mean, it's not a good movie, but <laughs> I actually enjoy watching it, though. Correct. <clears throat> so... All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this all over the place episode. But it was fun. Uh, and we'll see you in a few days. For uh, Sorry for the delay, um, but we just didn't get a chance to record last night. So We were putting it off. We didn't want to do this. <laughs> kind of. That's, that's also kind of because I, I started watching it yesterday and didn't want to finish Well, you just started full time at Amazon. So you're still kind of, you, you, your body's trying to adjust to that, which is you're having a very difficult time. Yeah, because I have spinal stenosis and arthritis in my my bottom disc in my back, so yeah. I don't know how I don't know how much longer this is going to be. So. And you poop black and blood. <laughs> yeah, it broke me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you all pick right, up everybody. patio bricks and pee your pants. We'll uh, we'll see you in a, in a, we'll see you in about a week. And uh, I've been Dean Holtzapper. I'm still George Rogers, and we'll see you in the multiverse. Beep, boop, beep.
are you are you going to end it? This is weird now. No, we got seven minutes of silence to kill. 